0: Let's fuck. Let's fuck. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Loosehead Sports Show, the number one sports show on planet Earth, considering there's 4 million podcasts plus in the world. That's a remarkable achievement, Jed. Full credit to you for that one. Uh, before I introduce today's very special co-host, Mr. Jed Gillespie, can I please ask that if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please subscribe, like, share, review, tell a friend, and most importantly of all, please buy caffeine gum. Um, there's nothing better on planet Earth than waking up and seeing six orders in your website thingy that they
1: do, and you've done nothing to deserve it.
0: <laughs> so, how are you, Jed? Everything well today?
1: Yeah, not too bad. A little bit sleepy, but that's how I fucking like to operate.
0: Well, that's normal, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's well Yeah, basically. What's cra- what's? Now, we like- haven't yeah. planned
0: anything. This is this is an impromptu episode. The last couple oh. of weeks we've been putting a lot of questions out to our audience which I think's gone down pretty well from the feedback that I've had.
1: Yeah. Have you heard I mean, different? Yeah, it's a bit different like I suppose yeah, we can keep doing that. But we 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 have to take advantage of the times we both have to uh to do podcasts because
0: well this was literally organised 15 20 minutes ago, something like that. So could go anywhere. I've got a number of questions for you. There's a lot going on in the world, not just the rugby world. But I think the big news is probably the changes to the All Blacks coaching squad. So, obviously, you're well across that. John Plumtree and the other guys been removed. I can't remember his name. Jace Ryan's come in as Ford's coach. Uh, what do you make of that? Is that a good move for the All Blacks? Uh, I mean, considering Jace Ryan's history, he's, he's a winner. Um, he's only really been in good teams, to be fair, but he is a winner and is extremely well-regarded. Inevitable, is it panic stations from the All Blacks? Is it the start of Scott Robinson getting his foot in the air? What, what do you make of it?
1: I don't know. I think eventually Scott Robinson will have, will have the team, but I, I don't know whether he gives off the perception that he'd like. They, they seem to like the straight the straight guy, not the not the comedic man. Like, they don't like the quirky guy. They're not looking for Rassi Erasmus. They're looking for the straight guy, give straight answers, you know, the Steve Hansen mold. Um, look, it seems like a bit of a knee-jerk. They must have had it in the back of their minds before this test series to do it. Because it's, otherwise, it's very knee-jerk. I mean, the, the thing about that with Jace Ryan, like, yeah, he's, he's a winner. Like, most of the coaches there are winners, man. Like fuck! Like you, anyone who's coached a decent franchise over there has won everything. So,
0: I mean, I, I suppose know. you're not you're not going to get to the All Blacks unless you've won a hell of a lot of footy. And you know whether you're the right fit. I think we talked about this the other week with some coaches are the right fit for certain positions and certain environments. And um, maybe the guys there just weren't the right fit, didn't gel. I, I don't know. I literally know nothing. But I, I've the only interactions I've had and interactions is a very loose term, but I sat in on a mall seminar that Jace Ryan did uh, online and it was fantastic. And I, I came away very impressed with him. Um, you know, Mikey Alatoa who I know we both know speaks very highly of him and um, yeah, I wish him all the best. I think it's, I think bringing in some new blood uh, often can bring some short term success. Um, you know, I hope it works out. It's a big fucking yeah. job being an all blacks coach. So,
1: I've no doubt. I've no doubt they'll be successful. I mean, in some ways, it's it's obviously obviously a very difficult job, but when you got the best cattle in the world as well, like it, it evens out. I I think it. Like you said, uh, those when you do make a change like that, you get short term gains immediately, just from fresh voices. I mean, you get you see that all the time in every in the world in all sorts of different things.
0: That's like, uh, like what we were talking about the other week, Whereas, if you win, are you, like, are you a bad coach if you win or whether you lose? Um, so I don't think that those guys are bad coaches. I think potentially a, a fresh voice might help the environment. I don't know. I've never been even close to the All Blacks. Uh, but it's certainly very interesting. But on the other end of the scale, um, you're a good coach again.
1: Yeah, I was bad last week. I'm, I'm okay this week.
0: So you're a good, you're, you're a good coach again like beat one of the best teams in the shoot shield. Everything's on the up. I haven't watched the game. What did you make of it? Obviously winning
1: oh, tends look, to a, solve
0: a lot of problems and, and makes the week a lot better.
1: Oh, well, yeah, I mean, the problem the problem with this sort of, if you call it a career path, given I don't get fucking paid anything, but if you want to call it that, <laughs> is that like my week is fucking ruined when we lose. Like, I don't think I can explain that any better. Um, when you play it, like even when you're heavily invested, like you just like fuck it. Next week would will do better. Whereas like I suppose when your names attached to it, it's like well fuck if we lose again. Like I'm not going to have a job. You know like you as a player, you're always going to play next year. Um, so yeah, it, look, it was a it was a extremely extremely classic Uni Eastwood game. Very very ferocious. The conditions they did, Uni did exactly what. I don't think it's a secret what their game plan is. It's exactly what we spoke about last week. They did it well. Um, we tried to do their style and we took a few chances. You got to take a few risks. Um, I think like, we're, I don't think we're ever going to beat uni at being uni. I think they're the best uni. Um, you got to take a few chances. So we took a few chances and um, at the end of the day, it was, yeah, it was a fucking absolute grind. Um, and, hopefully gives, gives the guys some confidence because like you you've discussed many times, I mean, you can, you can lose a couple of games from fucking almost nothing and, and that just kills your confidence. So, you know, I think the bi- the biggest thing to come out of that, that week will be confidence.
0: Mate, um, I like what you said there. And I'm going to say, have you, have you read uh, a season in the sun about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl season? Great no. book. It's called um, A Season in the Sun, and one of his big sayings is, "You've got to risk it to get the biscuit."
1: Well, I enjoy biscuits. Like... So,
0: oh but... look, who doesn't?
1: Yeah, I mean, th- look, you've got to take some chances. So, if you if you're just going to pack scrums and uh, and and hit malls and fucking kick, you get you're going to eventually. I mean, that's what uni do best. They're literally fantastic at it. They're really, really good. Uh, like I have. Like rugby-wise, enormous amount of respect for uni. Of course, there's like the uni Eastwood thing where we have to hate each other. But like rugby-wise, they play outstanding football. Um, It's very simple. It's more negative. But it's what gets teams, like we spoke about last week, success. So we're never going to beat them at that purely. You've got to be a little bit creative or you've got to take some chances. Um, And, yeah, we took them. So it was a very, very big win. It was probably maybe the last game of TG ever. So um, yeah, it was a cool day. It was a very cool day. Um,
0: you have a bit. You have a big night, of course.
1: Well, actually, actually, yeah. Fuck. I, I wanted to talk about that. I, I go home. I always say how I go home and go huddle. I was fucking. I was drained after this game. Like I was exhausted. It was. It was a stressful game, but it just been a long, sort of five six weeks. Like it. It has. Um, and after the game, I was just fucking, I just went to the gym and just lay down um, for a while. And then at, at TG? Yeah. And then when I got home, um, I thought, fuck, you know, the boys that had a social, they were going out the local pub. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to drop in. Like, I think, I think I'm going to drop in. And then a coach who I respect a lot sent me a really, really nice message and a, like just saying, like, mate, no doubt it's been a tough week, tough couple of period – Fucking, you know, people are always going to chip you and stuff like that. But I know, I know you do the huddle after the game and all that. But I hope you go out tonight and do that. And I thought, well, that put me over the edge. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go. have one or two beers, and I had two beers um, and just see the guys and sort of enjoy it with them for 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 a special occasion. Which a couple left hot
0: me, ones? A couple of hot ones. And- no
1: hot, no hot ones. But it was <laughs> it was good. It was good to like they were they were all very happy. I mean, what? I forget sometimes is that some people have never beaten you in their career. Like you did.
0: Yeah. I've beat them a lot.
1: Yeah. So like, but that was, we're from a slightly different era. Like my first three or four years in grade, we only lost them once from sort of 10. So like, but then you get guys, you know, who've come from different clubs. They've never beaten them. So, like, you know, it's it's quite an achievement, and that's credit to uni for being that good. But, you know, they were just excited. It was good to see them happy again. So, I did go out and I just had two schooners, and I then did end up back on huddle. But, um,
0: bamboo schooners and some hot ones and some peels. Sure, and...
1: I'm not sure what a bamboo schooner is, but there was, I'll tell you what, there was some fucking tomfoolery going. The Epping Hotel, which I'm no doubt you frequent, um, big party. It was night. here, I would. It was, it was here, fucking, I would. It's been open since my parents were rolling around in their early teens, and it's um, it's having a resurgence. And look, do people still fight at the train station? Yeah, you got to be careful. Um, but yeah, it was a good night. Now, tell me about your tell me about your game, please. I please. I've,
0: man, I've had a crazy couple of weeks. you Actually, well, it's I been need a crazy. To know, year.
1: I need to know about con, like the Condobolin. We're going to talk about that. But what, talk me about through the game on the weekend.
0: So. I think Donaldson and Deegan made a huge difference. Um, just very good game controllers. You little
1: fuck, Deegan. Welcome back to the country. You little fuck.
0: Like, I I know nothing about what to do with the rugby ball, but from what I could tell, their kicking game, you know, they they got in the right areas of the field, and they kicked probably more than I think would have recently. Um, and a few key lapses at key times, and and... You know, kept them in the game, but it was still like twenty two, twenty one, or twenty twenty one. It was a fucking close game, and I mean, it was like the seventy eighth or seventy ninth minute. We get a scrum penalty, and we play for about four minutes to try and get a
1: mm.
0: um, result at the end. But look, they they came away with it, um, and it was just it was one of those games. I don't think we played well. Um,
1: he, he's one get... he's one for you because like we spoke about it a while ago, but. Eastwood and Eastwood fans expect to win the comp. Like that's what they expect, and that's—I don't know—it's been built up, but they what—that's what they expect. Hunter are a new team. Like what are they? Three three seasons old? Two seasons old? Like it's three, yeah, two yeah three. Like brand new, brand new team. What? It was there like a team goal this year? I know you come in late, but was it to make the eight? Was it to get to the semis? Like what it's, it's hard. It's different. Cause like, on, like being honest with you, I'm sure West Harbor or Parramatta, Parramatta, obviously exceeding probably like had, had different expectations going into each season than uni. Like that's just life. Uni have to yeah. come first. Whereas, you know, you, you set your team yet. You, you know what? We need to get into the eight.
0: Look, it, it's, it's been very interesting coming in as an outsider and seeing how they go about things. Um, we're we're all upset that we lost. Felt that that was a game that that um, it's a stereotype to say it, but uh, I think we we fucked up a lot of areas of the game, and 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 you know, Ram came away with it. But it was not them beating us; we beat ourselves. That's only my opinion. I, I can't speak on behalf of anyone. Everyone, but guys, were upset that we lost. We expected to win, genuinely. Yeah. And, and you know, I've been looking at it for the last four or five weeks, and Everyone's just turning up, doing the same thing, same mindset every week. And I'm looking at going, they've been a lot of top four teams, top five teams. like You know, and I, I don't know what the right way to go about it is, whether expecting to win is a good thing or whether you just go about your business, perform the best you can and you get the results from doing the work rather than having that mindset. I don't know. Um, but But I do know after that game, we were disappointed that we lost. And yeah, and I, it was a game that we expected to win. Or I expected to win. Definitely.
1: Yeah, I, I I it was yeah I I thought you guys would or were likely to win that game. Not like it was going to be a tight game, or like you know, you, like you said, Hunter knocked off some top teams this year, and that's why when we played Hunter sort of three weeks ago, it was a ma- it could have been it could like it was a massive fucking be careful game. It's a massively careful game, like a whole, like you don't know what could happen here if you're not if you're not at least fucking five six of the way on today, like you're gonna lose so um yeah like- oh, i
0: agree, I agree, and look what they've they've done outstanding work there, and it's it's really Bubba and and the guys who've you know they've really built it over the last couple of years and and I'm a hundred percent blowing smoke up his ass because I know he listens to this podcast but They've done a great job, honestly. And, and coming in from the outside and seeing the work that they've done and they continue to do, um, I've really enjoyed being a part of it well, and mate, seeing it how be,
1: they go about it. It can't be easy. Like, I, I, it's hard enough getting to convince people to come to fucking Eastwood, which is only half an hour from all the pubs and shit that they want to go hang out at. Like Newcastle's a different setting, really nice place, but like recruitment, you know getting guys from sort of all over the Hunter there, it's uh, it can't be easy. It's going to be fun. But think,
0: think about it like this, right? The worst-case scenario, you're going to play second grade. So a lot of clubs, you're going to play third or fourth grade. Worst-case scenario, you're going to play second grade. It's a club on the way up, which we talked about. Um, they've got a very good forward pack. Very good. They've got some very good guys there. And I think that if you if you want to have a crack and be a genuine first grader, it's a good place to go. Newcastle is a great town. Um, it's close to Sydney without being in Sydney. And, and, you know, again, I'm speaking for myself, not them, but I kind of see them as the the rep team, or they should be the rep team for New South Wales country. So, like, when I was growing up or Mitch was growing up, they, we didn't have the Hunter Wildfires as an option if we wanted to have a crack at Shoot Shield and um, now Those kind of guys like us You'd hope that they would end up going to Hunter
1: Yeah
0: yeah. So I I, I think it's a huge Opportunity for them and Yeah it's a good club man They're doing some good things I I was saying To to someone on the weekend that it's like It's like country rugby Vibes with Shoot Shield level uh, Preparation And expectation The
1: the country rugby side is that is what I've got from the outset because I played at least once up there before I retired and it was fucking great. And like I told you, it was, it's been by far my most favorite away game, even though it was, you know, you got to get the guys on the fucking end too and whatever, but like, there's a, you got a nice place to fucking sit. Fucking there's, you know. It's a great the, ground. It's a great ground. A, it's isn't great it? ground to watch football. Great ground. Like rugby grounds are few and far between. Like after the game, like the beers come out for you, they do food. Like, so it's got that country rugby aspect. So, um, without sucking Newcastle's cock right off its body, they, they, I do I do enjoy playing there as well. So
0: it's, um, and I've looked, you know, I know you uh, enjoy the nightlife, but
1: I've never had a shit night out in
0: Newcastle. Never.
1: Yeah, that's it's really, fun. It's
0: fucking awesome. It's fun.
1: Few of those little caffeine pills, wink, wink, wink. Few of the. Little no, I, do. Well, them. I do. There's, there's definitely.
0: definitely have, I definitely yeah. have caffeine pills. There's no hiding that. Um, right. so, look, they're, they're doing great things there. I've had a great time being there. And, uh, you know, I know that they're listening to this. So probably should change the subject now so that I don't go yeah, well, fuck myself.
1: What happened to. Why were you in Kondoble?
0: Oh, So without fucking putting a grim mood on the podcast, oh, let's just wait, say I had a. Yeah, but yeah. Let's just say I had a family event on. Uh, have you ever been to Condoblin?
1: No, I know that um, it's home of Shannon Noel, and yes. that's about
0: it. So Shannon has a photo in the pub. Um, shout out to Shannon. I know he's a big listener of the podcast. I actually,
1: have Shannon Noel's phone number. It's a very long story, but he is a nice, he's a nice guy. Well, let's
0: get him on the fucking podcast because <laughs> he he'd be a lot of fun. We should
1: do a live one with him. as
0: fucking get you, you guys can get the hot ones and. Oh, fuck. Actually, actually, I've got a funny story about hot ones that I'll tell you offline. Uh, but look, went, went to Condo. Uh, it's it's in the middle of New South Wales. I had a lovely drive to get there. Uh, let's let's just say there's not a lot going on there when you compare it to a thriving place like Cowra, which is obviously a wonderful city filled with great people, great rugby team. Actually, shout out to the Eagles. They got Laurie Fisher coming to training tonight. So... Oh, Fucking yeah, they got dick. yeah. Yeah, I know. How good's that? So
1: I would cut um, my dick off to get him to our training.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. That's what I was saying to the guys. You got one of the best coaches in world rugby coming to your session. Make sure you film the fucking thing. everyone. Thinks, the fucking...
1: I reckon, like it's obviously a running thing, but everyone thinks it's a joke about love and But some days when I'm like just sitting in the truck or fucking digging a hole, I'm like. I could just be a farmhand or whatever. And like, I'm, oh. I'd find a girl out there. It'd be fine. <laughs> I could Mate, play. well, look,
0: you've got, I, I, I might've had a couple of beers on Monday, maybe more than a couple. And I was like, Jed and I, if we don't get jobs next year, we're coming to coach the Eagles. And quickly they've got, all right, you've got a place to live here. You've got a place to
1: live there. We'll get you both jobs. Well, it's, so, look, in my, in my line of life, it's difficult to find people who like me. So the fact that there's like potentially more than two, two and a half. Also their highlights the other day, I was like, man, I wouldn't want to run around after watching the highlights. I'm like, mm, maybe, maybe not. It was too fast. They were too fast. The uh, seven, I can't confirm whether it was the same seven as the game before. Absolute fucking wheels. Put the foot down. And I just went, well, I would be in third grade. I, I don't know how I'd play. But
0: it's um I stopped off on the way back to get lunch. I went a little bit out of my way, but I, I knew you'd appreciate it. So they got this break, this great cafe called the Breakout. Um, so shout out to the Breakout Cafe. Obviously, Jed would like some free um, open breakfast wraps next time we visit through Kiara. Plus, we've got we've uh, obviously we've mentioned this offline, but online, if neither of, if both of us are not tied up for the grand final weekend. We've got an invitation to go and cover the grand final and do a live podcast out at Cowra, uh, accommodation, oh, everything yeah. sorted.
1: I couldn't and go we're, to, do,
0: we're doing that
1: 1,000%. I couldn't go to – yeah, I don't want to go to – if, if I'm not in the grand final, I don't want to be at it here. But Hell no. would I want to be at Cowra? Yes. Now, getting into the world. So I'll, I'll drag you back to reality for a minute. Because these yes. are all just heavenly dreams, which we talk about. Um yes. there have been plenty of things happening. Um obviously shoot shield super tight, but it's that's gonna wrap itself up in after this week, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Um after a big game, Chubby. And we have not spoken about this. After a big game, lots of heat in the game, what happens after that?
0: Oh, are you, are you talking about Events from the weekend,
1: yeah, but no, I don't. Not without needing specifics. No, not that necessarily, but judiciary. Here we oh, go. Yes. And well, yeah, well, what's happened
0: now?
1: Holy shit! Like, there was a spear tackle in the game on the weekend that all the coaches looked at each other and went, "Sweet, it's a red card. We've won the game. No card given. Goes to judiciary. Gets a yellow. Whatever." you know, whatever. We've had, and I'm sure every coach in the shoot shield has this same story. So uh, it's not like it, it's targeting us. It's just the way it is. We had guys wiped out for like a month for something that you would not look fucking twice at. And then like something s- s- clear and obvious. And like we've had guys with clear and obvious things get off and or it's literally you have no fucking idea going into that room if you're going to miss a season or nothing. There is... Unless you punch someone in the face, you have no idea. It is the most random outcome of all time, the judiciary. They have to fix it. It is busted. Like, honestly, like if you you had a guy who... You know, one of those shoulders to the head tackles where the guy's always fucking falling over and they got to tackle him and the head hits the shoulder... You can't advise him like, mate, you know, you'll know, you probably get two weeks. You've got no fucking idea. You could get a guy who goes, oh, he's falling over. So, you know, it's probably a yellow card. Or you get a guy go, oh, mate, that's dangerous and intent. There's just, ah, there's no consistency, man. Are no- you
0: calling rugby judiciarys old fuddy-duddies? Is that where you're staying well, I right
1: am My understanding was that they rotate. So, like, they're, they're not necessarily the same people every time. There might be some of the same people. But like anyone who's been to the judiciary knows, you got no idea what you're getting. You got no fucking idea. Like it, it, it is pure risk. So like, from a coaching perspective, like if you have a guy who gets cited, it's like he could be out for ten weeks. It depends whether who the fucks on the board and what the what happens. Like it's it's just too random. It can't be that random. They have to figure out a way for it to be more consistent. So if you hand out two weeks for this tip tackle. Like in in the law world, it's called a precedent. I know they like to pretend that they operate as a law world, but they don't. So have that in your books and go. Well, that was two weeks. This is going to be two weeks as well, or it's worse because of this. It's just to spin the wheel. It's honestly a spin the wheel. It's horrific. And the so I mean, which one
0: of your players has gone to
1: judiciary? Know, I'd rather see. I'd rather not. <laughs> or, I'd rather not comment. But throughout the season, I mean, and like a number. From Every club will go to the judiciary for things that they sometimes can't avoid, but it's just too random, man. It has to be fixed, it's just so busted. And the only way to stay out of it is to obviously not go at all. But like you've this seen is what I did
0: th- my entire career, not once.
1: Yeah, I went once, but
0: it probably says more about us than the judiciary,
1: yeah. But like you know, you've seen some of these tackles these days where like the guy's falling, or you're like, you just don't know. You actually... What about this
0: guy? It's round one versus Manly. This guy punches someone in the head from from the other team. Punches him in the head, and then one of the other guys does a swing arm regulation tackle. The guy that punch, punches him in the head got red carded, but got let off. Didn't get anything. The guy that did like a wrap tackle that looked a little bit firm, he got a month. That's
1: what I'm. This is what I'm talking about.
0: Like it, it's. Complete... I could show you the fucking clips, and you would go. That is absolutely the most absurd fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. So and, I, and that's what we thought too.
1: I posted a clip on the two loose heads ages ago of one of the worst tip tackles I've ever seen. <coughs> and It, got two, it was too loose. <laughs> and like you get guys rubbed out for four weeks for things that, again, if you didn't slow the game down into fucking tortoise mode, you, you wouldn't notice. And the, both players play on. So they've got to fix it, man. I, I don't know how to fix it but it's just
0: scary. What do you think of the Manly League players with the pride What's jersey? It's
1: next on my list.
0: I had to ask What's you. No,
1: I, I'm too... I always fucking... Oh, I'm on, what do you think first?
0: What I think is... it's a. Firstly, um, no matter what anyone says, it's complicated. Would I wear the jersey? Yes, I would. i got some gay friends who I love dearly. I'd wear the jersey, support them, whatever. I'm happy for anyone to be what they want to be. The argument against it is people should have their own rights to religious beliefs and to say what they want, which I agree with as well. But I also think that if you have the right to your own beliefs and to say what you want, that means you should be open to people criticizing your opinion. right? So that, that's kind of where I sit with it. I, I don't give a fuck what they do. I also think that people probably should be brought up uh, to not really care what rugby league players think, like honestly. And yeah. I know it's hard for, if you're, a, if you're a, you know, a young person and you're looking up to these guys, it's probably hard to think that, but I would I would like to think we could do a better job of of teaching our kids not to really care what these people think.
1: Yeah. Uh, there, a lot's been said. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> firstly, bravo. Well, well thought out. And it's a good answer. The, a lot's been said about like these guys that young people go up to and this and that, and like that's a massive problem in the first place. So that again, my ch- children, you know, touch wood, mum and dad, that I do have one one day. Like I, I'm not going to be like, guys, make sure we're make sure we're sticking up to date with the NRL guys and what their opinions are. Like there, there, here's 100%. the problem: you can't fucking politicise. You've got to stop politicising sport. So, firstly, colossal fuck up from men. You just can't assume nor that I would assume that everyone in the team is more than happy to wear that Jersey because guess what? Some guys are deeply religious people. And just as you respect the LGBTQIA plus, I think it is now community in the goings on of, you know, whatever happens in pride month and whatnot, like you, you can't, the assumption that everyone would be fine is horrific. So whoever, whoever made that, um, is a moron at Manly, but you just cannot, you have got to stop politicizing sport. There, there's, they shouldn't have to go and make this statement. They shouldn't just have to, because it's just, sport.
0: Just to push back on that though, not that I disagree with you, but, Yeah. um, like let's let's look at the Springboks in the '95 World Cup, and let's even in the last World Cup, where obviously a country that's you know had some tensions for a long period of time, and then you even in the last World Cup, the Springboks winning the World Cup, see Khaleesi, all that sort of stuff brings the whole country together. It's the same in 1995 with Francois Pina and Nelson Mandela. Like sport is a vehicle to bring people together, whether we like it or not. <clears throat>
1: That's, that They they, they were re- regarding Collective thought That was Extremely widespread Right And The collective Huh?
0: Like like Extremely widespread Where? Like in all of South Africa?
1: What? For like freedom And equality?
0: But some people Don't think like that And it's the same yeah. In this situation Like the vast majority Of people Think that the pride thing is awesome and it should be, everyone should be allowed to be who they want to be and we should encourage everyone
1: to be who they are. And exactly in that vein of thought is the counter, which makes a it compliment. It's because you know like, <sighs> like, Complicated. You can't, yeah, you can't, you cannot tell a guy who's been baptised, brought up, as a lot of Polynesian guys are, um, deeply, deeply Catholic or Mormon, you Know to promote, to promote is, I think, the point. It's the promotion, uh, like, I don't think any manly players are going out and doing an Israel full album going, I'm against Pride Month and I'm against inclusion, I don't want inclusion. But if, if you're asking them to promote it, that directly contradicts the basic facets that they live their life on, so they you know on face value i don't know i haven't met them all but on face value they're all deeply religious people their life revolves around that you 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 can't you know the the, firstly assuming that they'd be okay to do it's fucking dumb but they shouldn't have to do it now it could have been handled differently absolutely they should have said manly Let's do a photo opportunity. Let's do a something, something, something. Let's a number of things which they did, but to say that everyone would be okay with it, with the promotion aspect, again, I think that's the difference. I personally, I thought about it. I think it's the difference between, you know, those guys are religious. They're not out there like campaigning against the LGBTQI play Z community. They're just saying. We're not going to promote it. We're we're religious people. It's against our religion. We're not going to promote it. They're to, they're tolerant. They're accepting, but they're not going to promote it. And I, I look. I just think it's a massive clusterfuck from an organisation, and it's to be honest, probably a lesson that's been learned on behalf of every,
0: every other club, every other the club. Quarter.
1: And in my opinion, there's I also have. My family in the LGBTQ+ community, my auntie, who I love—I love both my aunties. But the—I just don't think you need to politicise sport in this manner. It's—it's it, a—it's a way of virtue signalling for manly and seeming cool and being hip and it's just let them fucking play, let them. Yeah, play. it could
0: have. Did- you're right. It could have it could have been easily solved if the the GM or whoever runs the show there just put a little poll on the WhatsApp group. Could it have been completely silent or?
1: Uh, but like, you know. involve themselves, involve themselves with like, obviously that we've got like Union has Sydney convicts this that like, send out players who are keen to be involved to get, you know, if there's a, if there's an, uh, a gay rugby league team, I don't know, get them involved in that. Like, take some steps that aren't going to you you can't include the whole room in these things like send five six guys out who keen to do it but like it was it's just I'm so sick of seeing political things in sport it goes all the way back to like anthems and fucking this and that and singing I'm just it's at some point like you got to just let them fucking play so I blame the fact that Manly are missing seven players is their fault they're fucking idiots but I also, yeah. And look, Ian Roberts came came out. Man, firstly, that guy is so jacked. He's so fucking jacked. Like
0: he's a bad motherfucker. That dude. Oh,
1: He's. I. I really like. I used to like watching old clips of him playing and fucking thrashing people. But even, even he said, like, yeah, like you have to respect it on religious grounds. Like, like they're they're, they're not coming out and saying all these. They're not saying bad things. They're just saying, look, we're not going to, we can't promote this.
0: You know what? I've just got a thought for you. And I was, I was actually going to ask you this, this podcast. And I think that as a society, we're so comfortable and bored that whenever anything happens out of the ordinary, we make a big deal out of it, mainly because we just need something to be interested in. What do you yeah.
1: think of that? I mean, yeah, there's probably some merit to that. There's probably some merit to that. I oh, look, I think it's,
0: like how much struggle do you really have in your life? Me. Yeah, like genuine struggle. Like being tired at work is not a real struggle. No, you know, I understand. You're losing rugby games. It's a, it's and, a... and I feel like a lot of us have that and they're the people that tend to get uh outraged.
1: Yeah, you always get yeah. We we're, we're, we're bored. We're bored and non-challenges society and thus you know that's why like this sort of offended thing where everyone's getting offended by everything it's only going to stop but every generation before has had a war where no one could fucking eat and half the country was in a different country fighting
0: you think of think of society these days if you want to if you want to procreate you press a button on your phone if you if you want to get food you (laughs) You were telling me you were telling me about that
1: i haven't heard of this button but
0: well James Whalen was telling me about a couple. Um, shout out to that guy. But,
1: uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, but like so... if you want to get a,
0: if you want to get food in the day, you had to go hunting and you had to track down an animal and then you know make sure you get something right through its vitals. Now all you have to do is press a button. Uber Eats brings you your fucking cheeseburger and extra chips, you know, with garlic sauce, and it's instantaneous. And I feel like that it, that actually helps. Breed this outrage, soft culture. Look at you, you're looking at me like I'm full of shit. But that's no, I, why I, I talking to you.
1: I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I just think about it. I agree, I agree with those. I agree with all those things. I just think that it's you, you can't grab something that's not a complete social collective thought. So 100% of society doesn't necessarily go, yeah, yeah, sweet, and go, we're going to promote it because you have. In your room of players, a representation of that society. In the same way that there's lots of things you couldn't promote. Like, you have to acknowledge the fact that you've you got 30, 35 guys from different backgrounds, cultures, things like that. Take that into account before fucking doing something. Like, just use your brain. So, ultimately, I think it's been handled relatively well by all parties, to be quite honest with you. Um,
0: what's What's a belief that you have that most people don't have? It could just be anything about life, or like, what's a theory you have? Do you want me to tell you one that I have? That
1: yeah, to get give you me thinking? an example. You've stumped me. Yeah, go
0: on. Well, when when people buy houses, when they've been living at home and celebrating, and you know, and then they struggle for the next thirty years, and everyone's like, "Oh, congratulations!" and I just look at it and go, "That doesn't
1: appeal to me." I suppose that's like a, it's. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's a priority order or it's like a perception. Like you're like, no, it doesn't really do it for me.
0: I'd rather, if I could easily afford one, I would buy one. But if it was something that was going to put me in any kind of struggle, why would you do it?
1: Yeah, I suppose in that same vein, like I don't understand how people can, and I respect them in some ways. I don't know how people can do something they don't like every day. I just don't know. I
0: agree with you totally, just for money. I just don't 100%. get it.
1: Like, I can, no. I, I could be fucking just punching holes. I, in fact, I'd still be at work right now. at Six thirty. I, could, I could be fucking hole punching somewhere, but like, quite honestly, I, and making fucking plenty of money. I don't, I don't know what I'd do with the money because I wouldn't be happy. And like, hundred percent. But like, and like, yeah, you get weekends and holidays, and like, you can buy stuff, and like, things are good. But like, I don't know. I just don't know how. You just ha- have to be wired differently to do that. I just and, and I have respect. So
0: many for people do it. So many. I have people I respect do it.
1: for it in a way because it's possible. So like you're able to do something for twelve out of ten hours a day, which you fucking don't like at all.
0: But but in like okay, so some people have responsibilities like kids and mortgages. That's another reason I'm not quite sold on buying a house. But there's never been an easier time to do what you want. Like I. Like, one of the most awful questions that I get asked is, What do you do for a living? Because it's really fucking hard to explain what I do. You know, like I sell caffeinated chewing gum and I make videos on the internet. Yeah. Oh, what, what else do you do? Oh, coach a bit of rugby, like teach eight humans how to dominate eight other humans or try to. <laughs> and they like, Oh, really? I'm like, Yeah. Did you do any qualifications to that? No. And they just look at you. Yeah. I'm like, well. Yeah, you know, anyway, so you almost get you almost get frowned upon a little bit that's by a, some people.
1: Again, that's a I think you'll find a, like I don't know. I, I it's not like I have a cross section of the world. You know, California is different. People never ask you what you did for them. They didn't fight No one give a shit. Everyone was working to get the money so they could leave at three and fucking go hiking and shit like that. It's just like culturally, like different places build up different sort of expectations, values of what you should be doing and or what people do so like yes the, when you whenever you run into anyone the first question i'll ask you is oh how's work and it's like fuck that like we're at the pub like let's talk about something else but
0: you, you know what the worst thing is is people who are project managers talking about how their fucking buildings are going and is it on time and on budget you just don't. Ask- is there a more boring chart than that
1: you just don't ask them chuck.
0: No, I don't. know. I never ask. It's fucking boring. I'd rather, I'd rather hear from someone that does weird shit like what you or I do. What do you like, <laughs> No, I've I've made a highlight video today, and I sold some gum.
1: Well, I had to learn to edit last week, so that was something um, to project uh-uh. protect many jobs and lives. Valuable
0: able um, skill, Jeff. The able um, skill that will open some doors for you.
1: I'll, I'll take. I'll take. Uh, that controversial one, straight into another controversial one. Melbourne, Melbourne has axed Australia Day.
0: Have they?
1: Yeah.
0: Melbourne as a city?
1: Yeah.
0: Be, Educate I'll... me here. So Melbourne, Melbourne City has axed Australia oh, right. Day. I'll tell you. Should we get the headline up? Yeah. I should let you share screen.
1: Melbourne City it- to re- Melbourne City to review Australia Day celebrations. Melbourne City Council has passed a motion to review its Australia Day celebrations. Uh, so basically they're looking to not have it or promote it.
0: can I ask I, I'm very much of the opinion that um, like if you just ch- like if people are getting upset about the date and it seems like there's genuine reasons for the Aboriginal people to be upset about the date. And if you're not too married to the date What the fuck date doesn't matter what Australia Day is
1: that's I just only, my view Yeah I'm fine I, As I, long I've as done, you have it I believe I've done I think I've done The research on this before and it's just a random Date but If it's if you change The date and the no, same- isn't,
0: it's, not a, it's not a random date it's the date That uh, Captain Cook landed in Australia I'm almost oh, certain of that
1: I oh. Which is,
0: why, which is why people are blowing up about it. Let me you check.
1: Let me check. I think it was a day that was actually just put in randomly. We're
0: going to divide our audience. We're going to divide our audience and the 50 people that listen to us. Not
1: really. I'm not really taking a hard line on it. All I'm saying is that I think if you did change it, the populace who are unhappy with it would remain unhappy with it.
0: Australia Day is the official national holiday of Australia. Observed annually on the 26th of January, it marks the 1788 landing of the First Fleet at Sydney Cove and the raising of the Union flag by Arthur Phillip following days of exploration of Port Jackson, New South Wales. Uh, there you go.
1: Yeah, sweet. I, you know, what, you, you win this round, and I appreciate that. The Yeah, look, I'm, I, you know what? Change it all good. Um, but I, there's, I, at some, you know, uh, for a country that's only 120 years old, there's been some amazing things done. Uh, there's been some. Terrible I get the
0: pushback on it though, like people just get offended about anything. But if no, like it's it's a day. Like if you're not married to the day, I'm not to the have, day, but
1: What it could I'm be saying the 27th, first of January. Yeah, there will still once you change it,
0: there'll still be someone unhappy. Yeah, that's right. The same
1: I populace know. will be unhappy. So, like, yeah. and then I suppose you get to a point where you're like, okay, let, we're not going to celebrate our nation at all. Since all some awful shit's been done in the past, right? That's a very good point. Awful shit's been done in the past, but you know, it's not the past, and it there's some good things that have been done. Like, there's wars that's been fought, you know, people have fought and died in three three wars in the last hundred years. Um, it's one of the most progressive nations on earth. Like, should you not celebrate something?
0: Walked around Cronulla today, amazing fucking. That's not day, a reflection
1: you know. of Australia, mate. That's oh, it
0: stuff. is absolutely wonderful place. And, and I've been a lot of places in the world, as you know. And there's a nice day in Cronulla. There's very few places better. Anyway, you know, what? let's all agree that we should celebrate Australia Day. I don't really give a fuck about what the day is, but it needs to be celebrated. Can we can, can we agree on that?
1: Yeah, I'd like to celebrate the country.
0: I had this other thought, Jed, and this is probably getting far too deep for this podcast, and I'm sure Hugh Roach is pretty much checked out at this point. <laughs> Shout out to that great man. Great to see him on the weekend. Um, but I, I had this thought, right? So, and, and I'm very intrigued to hear what you have to say because I know you think things through quite deeply, and I'm sure that you've thought of this uh, on one of your hot one sessions that you have every couple of weeks or so. The ancient Egyptians one of the greatest civilizations ever no longer exists ancient rome the same the aztecs the same the greek the greek culture obviously there's still greek people but that that greek dynasty or whatever you want to call it doesn't exist anymore are you at all worried that our current current civilization might cease to exist one day
1: well those are those were rulers By the ruling nations at the time, like they were the empire. So, what? what, What's your implication?
0: No, what what I'm what I'm saying is that the civilization crashed.
1: You know, civilization crashed, but it was it was it was uni it was unilateral. It was run.
0: How it was run? Like, again, this is why I talk to you because I get these ideas. How my brain works? I get an idea, then I bounce to another idea, then the next idea, for about three weeks, and then I come back to the original idea. But, but how ancient Rome was run for the amount of years that it was run, why did that crash? And the, the world, the way it's run now, do you think that that's going to crash?
1: Well, the, like Rome and Greece actually extended themselves. Obsessive expansion. Rome was like, obviously for a long time, these, we're getting into a history lesson. I love history. But they, like, they just kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. Now it's very hard to control from you know your home base in West Ride if you've just expanded all the way to the Northern Territory, like what 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 if something happens up there? Um, they overexpand, like vastly overexpanded. The difference in modern days, I mean, the nation sovereignty. Like you've got countries that run themselves and are very small. So like you know there's what like two hundred and seventy something countries or in the world. Obviously, there's superpowers four or five bigger countries, bigger economies, bigger GDPs, but there's there's not like a there's not a ruling like there's not a ruling party of the world. Like there's isn't not it? isn't there? I would argue there isn't. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a Reddit forum somewhere arguing there fucking is. But like, you know, if America fucking crashes and burns, you know, Australia's parliament doesn't shut down or like, a, you know, Australia doesn't shut down. It, it's just too, it's too divided at this point. There's too many, there's too many countries. Like back then there was far fewer countries and it was all military power. Also, if we're going to do this, the fact that all the major powers are nuclear armed means that no one will really do anything because the world ends.
0: So just to push back on that a little bit, the the Roman empire, thousands of years, would you say? Uh, thousand I can't yeah
1: it was, it but was like hundreds a, a solid
0: period of time yeah so so in your in your view, and this could be the popular view i I literally have never looked into it, but the whole cause of the destruction of a lot of these civilizations was because of over expansion and inability to control the expansion, but if that's happening over a period of 500, 800, 000 years for the ancient Egyptians. Does that, does that theory really hold up? Because I feel like if it's lasting that long, there has to be a reason why it crumbled at the end.
1: Yeah. I mean, the way in which culture- and are you
0: worried about our current civilization at all? That's the point that I'm getting. I think our, current,
1: the- I think our current civilization is changing. Like the cultural norms and stuff, might certainly leave. So, like the way the the foundations of like the way what we see is right or wrong, or what's a man or what's a woman, things like that. Actually, fun fact that those things in particular were came into big question in terms of like gender identity and stuff before the downfall of population of both Greece That's and what. Europe. That's yeah, why right. I'm asking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I I do think that um those things particularly. Will change, yeah. I mean, they are changing. They do change. You look at our grandparents, like, if you... I mean, I've only got one grandparent left, but if I had to go and explain to her that there's men can have babies, it'd be pretty hard.
0: The the other thing that's concerning is, like, I think you'd have to be dumb to not see how expensive everything's getting around the world. You know, I I think I regularly complain about paying $7 for a coffee, but there's things a breakfast that used to cost 10s now costing 25 yeah uh, things are getting more and more expensive and i don't see wages going up substantially to match that
1: well does you- that concern you well it concerns me it i look everything is about to get way more expensive so uh, it doesn't concern me so it's com- it's already like i'm prepared for it because if you have like your core resources for living And then you say, we're not going to use them. We're going to use other resources that are more expensive and there's less of them. Then everything's going to get fucking more expensive. So at the moment, like where I I, I was reading, because I'm a fucking psychopath and this is what I do for fun. But I ask you, they're like the new government's like reducing or they're going to reduce emissions by 43% which is not going to pass because it has to be higher for the Greens to get the Greens vote. Like, if you think electricity prices and stuff are high now, like, you have no fucking idea what's coming.
0: Dude, I paid I paid $1,000 for last quarter for a two-bedroom
1: apartment. It's going to it'll, – it'll, it'll double. It'll and come. I'm not
0: like you. I haven't got, like, a little greenhouse downstairs, so.
1: <laughs> it's like things are about to – it's actually in my notes. Like, prices on things are about to go fucking loopy in this country. So –
0: Okay, well, let's work through this together. How are we going to make enough money to continue this exorbitant lifestyle that you like to live and I would like to attain eventually?
1: I'm like three three things going against me from moving to sort of South Carolina. That's my plan. Or Russia. Oh, I can't do Russia anymore. Fuck. That was always my fallback plan, but since um, Vlad's fucking doing some bad shit over there, I can't go there. But like South Carolina, old values. um, just have a nice little property there, have a few cattle. Obviously, you have to hire someone to do that sort of stuff since I don't know how to do it. But um, that that would be my plan, uh, roughly, yeah. But Australia, one of the most expensive places to live on earth, Sydney. Um, Yeah, about to get way more expensive, unfortunately, which is another reason why you should go to the country.
0: Make a strong argument, Jed Gillespie.
1: I feel like uh, if you get into food, booze,
0: and potentially drugs, you're going to make money no matter what you do. So obviously you're all good on a couple of those things.
1: <laughs> no, I reckon. I personally, I reckon the boot. As much as I know you want to release a beer or a whiskey or something, I reckon that market's fucking saturated to the nuts.
0: What isn't saturated? Scrum coaches. Um, How do we become the first billionaires? No, like coaches?
1: if you if you're into some sort of like really obscure econometrics or like mathematical skill, then I reckon that's not a saturated market.
0: <laughs> I am <I'm> dumb. <laughs> you
1: know. Well, that's the that's the thing, man. It's, it's uh, being the guy to come up with budget smugglers or fucking, I don't know, post-it notes and then you make your millions. I don't, I don't know.
0: I think there's ways to make money no matter what you do. It's, you just have to market it well and it's how you present yourself. I, I think there's plenty of money out there I'm convinced of it.
1: Yeah. Sell
0: sell chewing gum for a fucking living. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I do. Actually, while we're sort of complaining about things, I do like to complain. I've never been in the car with you. Are you a good driver?
0: I've driven a lot. Uh, I have an attention span of a goldfish, so it's quite difficult for me at times. But, like, I had a nine-hour drive. Sunday and then I had a similar about eight hours yesterday
1: yeah no so,
0: no I'm a slow driver I, where I grew up in coughs the freeway that you see now between Sydney and Brisbane is unbelievable compared to when I was a kid it was all single lanes and there was a lot of tr- truck accidents growing up um, so I'm very careful I drive slower i probably just above the speed limit not too fast like you uh, but yeah I'm a good, I'd say I'm an okay driver.
1: Why do you ask? Well, I've been on the roads a bit. I think we need to take away the licenses of old people.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, Look, my my grandma, when she was still driving, shouldn't have been still driving. No. And either she should, had to make that call herself.
1: Either should, before oh, it was, that, just, see, that should never yeah. happen. I, my grandfather was legally blind, legally blind, and he got his license again just because of a fuck up like but i think it should we now need to get hard like i i don't know i like i'm driving every day there's people like fucking reversing down the freeway and shit and they're just 85 years old it's not their fault but we need a cut off like a cutoff age and then at that age we have to start like they have to answer questions about popular culture and the world to establish that they still have enough marbles to drive so like 65, you got to go in, and they ask you what Bitcoin is, and if you can't fucking answer it, you don't get a license anymore, because I
0: barely know what it is.
1: Yeah, but like, how many? Okay, wasn't
0: that a great scam? Wasn't that a great scam? <laughs>
1: don't even start me. But like, you got to answer who's the fucking current prime minister? What day of the week is it? Like, I barely know
0: who the fucking prime minister and is.
1: When you're 65, you'll be in big trouble. My point is, there's people out there with one singular marble rolling. One fucking marble and they're driving around and how many times do you see on the news like 70 year old ladies just go straight to a fucking cafe?
0: 100 percent. All the time.
1: <laughs> so we've just alienated the probably one no, no people over sixty five listen to the podcast, but
0: luckily, this has been a wild episode. The manly thing, a lot of politics chat. You know, I'm sure that we've lost pretty much the remaining Part of our audience, let's switch it up for a second Who is the biggest Degenerate scumbag that you ever played rugby With um, can't, can't name me
1: How the fuck am I supposed to Is, is this in like a way that is it,
0: look, when, I say, when I say degenerate Scumbag, that's the highest form of praise You can give a person where I come from So it's yeah, not a It's not an insult to call someone a degenerate Scumbag, a lot of people where you're From would perceive it as such But to me, it's someone that enjoys a good time, doesn't take themselves too seriously, and is the last one off the bus, if you get what I'm saying.
1: I suppose... I'm not sure I'd use that term necessarily, but I know where you're going. And if we're using it in a complimentary facet, Sean McMahon, when he was young, was fucking insane. He was impressive. Outstanding rugby player. Just fucking so good. Um, And just unbelievable drinker and party just just... loved to
0: live didn't he
1: yeah but not in like a fucking ben cousins way like you know fucking he was just impressive he was very impressive and particularly at the time i was a few years older than him, so it was like you know this is this kid knows what he's doing he's really good i've
0: heard some amazing stories about that guy
1: you know i mean he got
0: like in a Rebels postseason review, everyone had certain things that they had to work on. Like Jed Gillespie might have to reduce his skinnies and not do cones on Monday morning.
1: And police but, clean uh, out your locker room. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's,
0: that's right. And please, like, we know you're living here. Please fucking not tidy up after yourself. But um, I totally forgot where I was going. Anyone who says CTE isn't real. Oh, um, well, one. But, for- but it was like, but it was, sorry, it was like, Sean, uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Just try and restrict yourself. But if you keep playing good footy, it's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the simple thing is people sh- shouldn't be treated the same. The, the same, 100%. People, you've got to treat everyone differently because people have different outcomes. Um, you brought up something then because of your own brain trauma that reminded me. The NFL $1.4 billion lawsuit from 100 ex-players.
0: No, that's rugby are doing that as well, aren't they? There's a, there's a
1: rugby there one. Is, well. No, there is a rugby one. There is a rugby one. Carl Heyman and like Michael Lipman. And there's lots of guys. But NFL, it was just on the thing today on my little fucking newsfeed. NFL, 1.4 billion. I, I don't know how I feel about this. Because I'm not sure I'm for this. I think brain injury is real. Um, I think that some of the concussions I've had... Um, have, Definitely contrib- real. have contributed to, like, some poorer outcomes. Uh, but you 100% know what you're doing when you play rugby. Like, how can you sue a full contact sport for outcomes that led to, like, for, 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 full full contact outcomes? Like, you, you were paid fucking well because, one, you've got to be talented. Two, you've got to work hard. Three, it's dangerous. You get danger money. It's like, more, it's like going swimming for abalone.
0: We're about like, to alienate a lot more of our audience, which I don't mind doing. Why? Because uh, if they don't like it, they can go fuck themselves. But why? I, I, think, again, I think, again, it's a complicated one, right? Because the brain injury thing is still a recent, is still evolving science. Would you agree? It's still something people are learning more and more about. And and to be really honest, until the last couple of years, they probably haven't had a handle on the effects getting hit in the head can really have on the person. Right. So I think that's a fair statement. Keeping that
1: so,
0: in no, mind. I, 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 just hold on one sec. I agree with you. I partially agree with you. I probably completely agree with you. But you and I have both been in teams where guys shouldn't have been, shouldn't have continued to play. But because of the available evidence of the time, it wasn't seen as such a huge issue, so the guys continue to play. Have you had that experience?
1: Yeah, but who was driving it?
0: It was someone in the the medical staff or the coaching staff. Or in, the, in, a, in a, a, sorry, in a lot of in a lot of situations the players going,
1: No, I want to keep Correct. Playing. Correct. So, so and in I, that I, regard, I, when you say like science, the science hasn't come out to recently, that's for fucking everyone. It's not like IRB or whoever the fuck's being sued has been sitting on like hundreds of years of knowledge that, you know, all these guys are going to be sick and have brain trauma injuries. Like, I just think you're getting paid danger money. Like, that's what you're getting paid. Like, it it, it doesn't seem right. And some of the guys uh, have had fucked, like, not good lives. They've had fucked Carl up. Carl Heyman,
0: I, did, have we talked about the Carl Heyman situation? We have.
1: It was a long time ago.
0: But I saw an interview with him recently and he looks fucked. Steve Thompson, English hooker, doesn't remember winning the World Cup. You know, so I I get where you're coming from totally. I, I think, you know, is, is there a middle ground where guys' medical expenses are paid for their the rest of their lives so they have some kind of insurance or if they're unable to get work, can they be compensated? I, I don't know. Is there a middle ground there? Or is it something where for the future generations, we have all these things in place and it's very clear that if you get hidden in the head, these are the protocols, this is what could happen, you know, brain scans. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. You're, you're a smarter man than me.
1: Oh, yeah. Look, man, I don't know. I, I think some of those things are in place. Like uh, people are insured. And I even think the people who are currently maybe part of that have been insured based on the fact that they were players and they had medical outcomes but I don't care when it was like even in 1910 the guys playing knew that you know what I could break my leg doing this I could break my neck doing this it's very fucking unlikely but it can happen Um, and you bang your head a lot and if you don't know you know after fucking two games as an eight year old so It doesn't seem right to me to to sue the game. It it doesn't seem right because, like all along, there was no point where you were like, "I cannot get my head hurt here." In fact, you know, last
0: year of my career, that's what I was thinking, and it was only because when the when I started to become aware of it.
1: Yeah, no, like when you're, it's. I agree. I when I was finishing, I certainly didn't want another head knock, but. You know that you can get head knocked from the outcome. And particularly when you're a young player, you push. And I'm sure these guys at various times pushed at least once, maybe they were treated poorly, but at least once where they were like, fuck, I've got to keep going. Like, I want to keep playing. Like, young guys, professionals are fucking competitive.
0: I certainly did. I certainly did.
1: Yeah, of course. And it, it does not seem right to me to then turn around after, you know, regardless like making a couple of million dollars in your, in your career and now you're medically not very well that you, that's danger money. You got, you got danger money. Because if you're playing a different sport, is exciting because people get the fuck bashed out of them. It's physical. It's primal. So like you're playing that game. People are paying to watch that. It's like gladiators, man. Like if it wasn't as exciting, it wouldn't exist. And unfortunately, like you've, you've profited. Well, my point is you profited from it and then you're suing because of the outcomes, but the outcomes are always there. So I don't, I think it's fucking sucks. And I think we'll know more in the next 50 years, but I, it doesn't seem right to me to sue. It doesn't seem right.
0: Hey, no, I look great points. I think head injuries, obviously no joke. Um, you only have to look at my brother's Instagram page to realise that it's a real thing. <laughs> Somebody feed lock. It's
1: definitely I don't real. Know. It's definitely real. I don't know why just... he's
0: in the south of France at the moment, but he's there. Yeah. Nobody knows why. No. Nah, it
1: just doesn't you know. right. I don't know. Yeah, look. I, I, also, I don't know how you fucking decide that, man. Like how does how do how does a court decide that? I don't know. A nightmare
0: i hate to be in that position i'll never be in that position
1: <laughs> yeah <me>. fingers crossed <laughs> do you get
0: bored easily um yeah
1: it depends it depends how busy you are day to day but yeah like i don't like fucking having nothing to do day on day in day out
0: but then again when you do too much that that gets boring as well
1: a little bit is mm, this a cte like primer are you priming me to see if i have it. I don't I'm,
0: I'm just i'm just curious because uh, so something this is more like therapy for me because something i've noticed in my own life is is that i'll do i'll get bored of something so i was a contracts administrator for a building company for 10 years and i got bored of it well before i stopped doing it and then i did something else and then i got bored of that so is that something is that a familiar thing that people experience or is it just me with a very low attention oh, everyone, span? everyone does that
1: man everyone does that like it extremely common to roll over like even if you're within a profession to a new job or a new area I'm fucking re- you know every couple of years like it's i whole like like, drive
0: different ways home every day just to yeah i do that as well. interesting
1: i do that as well sometimes uh so yeah different I do get,
0: coffees i mix it up different coffees you know
1: i'm more like i need i need to see people or i'll fucking go mental so like if i if i actually have to do a 14-day quarantine i i would struggle like
0: those so, so i loved it
1: <laughs> yeah but that's, i loved it because it was different that's your intro but that's your introvert to in. like i can't do that
0: but that's the thing i also like going to fucking jam-packed bars and having fun but i also don't mind my company. i think it's all a bit of a balanced thing
1: you've broken the mold because i don't i like i don't mind if you've been at work all day and you're fucking tired and you get home having a couple of hours to yourself is nice but if i was fucking at home for three days i'd fucking lose my shit I'd throw my toys out of the cot.
0: So You're saying I'm not weird. Is that what we're getting at?
1: No, I don't think so. Well, you're yeah, you're very weird, but like in the spectrum of um, <laughs> weirdness, you're not too bad. Weird is good. You don't um, want to be. You don't. You don't want to be not weird. You're boring.
0: I, I had this theory the other day. have uh, and I've tried delusional low self confidence. Now's the time to try delusional confidence. And I'm not sure if I said that before on the podcast.
1: No, you have. But
0: I'm. But I'm like, you know what? Just try it. What the fuck? It can't be worse than delusional low self-confidence.
1: Well, I'm actually in the same vein. I'm, I'm going to try balance, some more balance. I'm trying some more balance. So we're, we're, we're all about learning and fucking uh, – we're really a – it's probably not in the tag section, but we're really a life skills podcast. And uh, so I'm going to try some more balance because I – I enjoyed going out with the guys on Saturday night. That was good, even though I wasn't there for very long. Um, and also, back to what we talked about last week, I've been running like a bit because got I got—I am going to play an Aspen. and That's good. My fucking, like I ran last night, my neck is just so sore this morning. And I'm like, well, I didn't pack any sprains. Like, this is awful. Like, my fucking body. And I I feel a bit better. Might have lost a single kilo. Who knows? But, like, when you're fit, if anyone's fit out there playing, just fucking run once every three days. Never stop. Because once you get unfit, you are fucked. Like, you'll never know. It's like that day where they, like, and you'll never realize that was your last day with your close friends. But it's like that was – you'll never know when your last day of being at peak fitness is. So just fucking – I wish I could go back to 2017 and me and just be like, hey, just go to your job once every fucking – you know, once a week will keep you afloat here. But Put don't down get the unfit.
0: KFC. Put down the KFC.
1: <laughs> Put down the kernel <laughs> and the Winnie Blues because, like, once you get once you get unfit, fucking – it's like going to preseason, man. I, like, I went – I went into pro pre season very fit, and it was fucking easy. And if you if you go in unfit like most guys do, you're gonna have a very bad time. Very bad. I know that's the point of it, but like, there's nothing worse than just being gassed twenty four seven.
0: This has been an interesting podcast.
1: Yeah, fucking bizarre. That's what we (laughs) have. You got
0: anything else that you'd like to talk about? Any anything fun? No, to, no.
1: To oh, well, that was plenty of fun. Oh,
0: oh, it was it was definitely fun. I don't know if putting so much of your own thoughts out in the world is necessarily a good thing, but I don't know if it's a bad thing either. I just don't know. And something I've learned this year is that you can't fucking please everyone. So just be yourself, and whatever happens, happens.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I uh, we said it before, but you should be able to like disagree.
0: hundred percent.
1: Single thought, and not it. Not completely separate your social or anything groups. Like I, I just don't get it. I disagree with lots of my friends on lots of stuff, but like it shouldn't separate the base components of your life. So, and also in an age where no one has an opinion on anything, I think having a semi reasonable opinion on it is not too bad a thing. It's not like we're fucking out here doing crazy, sh- crazy shit. It's just not online.
0: There. Not online anyway.
1: Well, actually, my my only other thought is I I am going to call some people this week and do a tiny little um, thing again, a little bonus one.
0: That was fun. You should do that.
1: I well, fucking talk about inappropriate, man. I had to-
0: you record it. How Had you record it on Zoom?
1: I, I just hit record. No, I just hit record on the Apple, and then um, I did like this week would be more edited, but like it's interesting. Straight away, I lots of people messaged me, and they were like. You need to call me. I've got, I've got some, I got one. So I love how everyone in the world, or everyone, in, like, has got this their own little thing that's fucking burning them, or that they find weird at the moment, and that's what they want to talk about.
0: I like that. Do you know what I reckon, Jed? Whether the glass is half full or half empty, there's still more room for beer. I'm okay. going to run with that. I'm going to run with that. Now, can I make a proposal? I know there's a lot of Shoot Shield forwards coaches that listen to this podcast. I feel like we should all get together and have a mad Monday. Oh, interesting. Um, interesting. I think obviously probably Laurie and I would be leading the charge there.
1: Oh, I saw Laurie uh, on the weekend. So I saw him. He is as good-looking in person as he is on uh, Instagram. And he was wearing... he gets
0: fitter. He gets fitter the more he fucking, fucking retires. And he,
1: had, he had RMs on. We were both trying to navigate this, like, really muddy patch together. Actually... It was, I turned up to the ground and I was like, fuck, I'm actually really hungry. I'm going to have to grab a pie or something here. It's not the greatest look, but I'm going to have to do it. Chuck the right, actually had a pie. And I thought, all right. it's <laughs> okay. all
0: good. I said, I'm
1: just about to grab a pie as well, Wexie, so don't feel too bad. And then we tr- we tr- we sort of strolled off without we trotted off with our pies. So he is as good looking in real life. But yes, I wouldn't mind a Mad Monday. Uh, that could be... Fucking very scary, or I don't
0: know, very sad. I, I think either way, it's great. Uh, we probably should do it in Newcastle after the grand final. Um, you know, obviously better for you to hide up there.
1: Yep. All right. Let's let's wrap this bad boy. You know, you know. Got nothing
0: else. You got. I feel like there's been a ton of uh, motivational uh, messages. Uh, we, we haven't talked about rugby Instagram influences, but I had an idea on that that I actually could make us some money. Again, it's probably an idea that I'll get to in a couple of years again. Um, but, you know, we, we had a little bit of back and forth about rugby Instagram influences today.
1: People just send them to me because they know it fucking annoys me. I, every morning I wake up with Mr. X sends me every fucking day and I'm like, I shouldn't be friends with him anymore.
0: Well, I agree with you there. Mr. X is a scumbag. All right, let's finish there. Thank you for listening. If you get this far, shout out to Hugh Rose. Great to see you on the weekend. Tim Metzger, currently 103 kilos. Inspirational. Fuck. I don't know. I don't know how he's doing that because I've certainly gone the other direction. And uh, please like, subscribe, share. Thanks to everyone that just bought, has been buying caffeine gum. I really, really appreciate it. And um, until we meet again, guys, peace. And Jed's going to put another episode out soon. I might do one as well and tell someone about it. If you could fucking stand listening to this podcast, let us know. Keen to know your thoughts. Please follow us on social media. And I don't know if I've said this yet because I'm just talking. Please send Jed nudes. Bye.